Here's some thoughts related to some recent themes around judgment and being and doing. The being and doing is a reoccurring theme in the conversations I've been having with Lisa DiMatteo. And then judgment has been a theme for the last three years or so in my own personal work. I also did a recent post on LinkedIn and maybe a podcast about it too. I'm not sure the order of that, but here we go. I don't know if this is true for you. I find for me, I have some of my most salient, sometimes profound, sometimes informing thoughts right when I wake up. And if I have the discipline and the presence of mind not to get online and start filling my mind with other stuff and instead take the time to write them down, often more comes from them. That's what happened this morning. I did check my email. I don't know what it is about checking email, but anyway, I said, you know what? You can check your email once and drink a wonderful cup of coffee and write. So I did. So these thoughts are kind of coming from what I wrote down this morning. So when I woke up this morning, I was so tired, so tired. And my first unhelpful thought was, well, why are you so tired? What caused this? I mean, you shouldn't be tired because you didn't have that busy of a week or the events of the week did not warrant or equal this level of tiredness. So what's wrong with you? Judgment. What's causing this? Or what's more of a why? Yeah, what's, and then the illusion here is that if we can figure out what's causing it, then we can fix it or we will fix it. So I let myself be tired and I let myself stay in bed until I saw in the little clock that's projected on the ceiling that it was 627 and I said, okay, 630, we're getting up. And I've been using another technique from Mel Robbins. I mentioned previously the high five habit. She has an earlier book called The Five Second Rule. And I've been playing with it too. And... I guess just like a lot of things in her books, I'm not seeing the immediate magic or the... Although I guess that's kind of a theme for me. I rarely have the magic right away. Rarely lightning rarely strikes and everything's completely different. So this is no different. Anyway, she has this notion of the five-second rule, which is you get the sense there's something you need to do or want to do, and you just count backwards like a rocket launch, and then you do it. So I've been playing with this, with getting out of bed, and it mostly works most of the time. So 6.30, as I said, okay, when it's 6.30, we're going to count backwards and we're launch. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, get out of bed. Incidentally, in her book, she talks about counting the other direction. It doesn't work. I don't know if that's true. Anyway. So I looked up at the clock. It was 6.31, and I got out of bed. This is based loosely on what I wrote in my journal. I call them waking thoughts. 
Actually, I'm just going to read some of it. I'm so tired. Why am I so tired? I shouldn't be so tired given my week. I'm tired. So what? Be right where I am and give it what it needs. Sure, it's scary to feel so drained and natural to want to give it meaning and conclusions and extrapolations to ultimate doom. And yet, doing that won't help me in any way. I choose not to go there. What's coming to me in my listening is to slow down. Slow way down. Less context switching. Fewer subjects in front of me. Fewer conversations with fewer people. Really slow down and be with that one person, that one project. And less scrolling Facebook and LinkedIn. Perhaps we pause them today and instead sit in stillness. I'm going to play with this. I have this, I have two sand timers. One is 30 minutes and one is five. I think they're for the Pomodoro technique. If you've ever tried that. I like the sand timers because it's a visible, tangible passing of time. Like it's, it's there reminding me that I'm here to do something specific and that I'm here to do it until there's no more sand. And oftentimes the timer ends, the sand stops falling and I don't even notice and I'm on such a roll that I just keep going. So anyway, the idea I had here was what if I use that five minute sand timer in between things that I choose to do versus mindlessly switching from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. So perhaps we pause all the context switching and scrolling and looking and following that next sense, following that next sense and sit in stillness, listening, being open and receptive. And when there is something to do, I do it with full force, with full focus until it's done. Then I will set it down pause, be, and listen for what's next. Yes, there is fatigue from many of the activities, and yet I wonder if there's just as much fatigue generated from the constant switching. That in-between part of the being and doing, or that in-between part of the doing and doing and doing and doing, the getting part way, picking up something else, coming back, trying to restart, getting stuck, texting someone new, starting a new conversation. Rinse and repeat throughout the day and into the evening. And then when I'm not doing or being, <laughs> turning on another podcast to fill the space, to glean new knowledge, ultimately to feel better. So my realization today is, yeah, what would it look like to just completely slow things way, way down and to not f try to fill every space and to jump to the next thing? There's an ease and calm to that. So I wrote this at 6.50 a.m. 
It's now 940. And I have been practicing this and it's uh, quite a way to be. I have a coaching call at 10 and another call with the previous client at 11. And I feel so present and so ready for those conversations. My encouragement is to take whatever was sparked for you, try to do something with it today. And maybe what was sparked for you had nothing to do with whatever I shared. That's the best part, if you ask me.